20, then we're going to go down to 27 and 29, and we're also going to read Romans 4. Okay. And what the land is, whether it be fat or lean, whether there be wood therein or not, and be ye of good courage, and bring of the fruit of the land. Now the time was the time of the first ripe grapes. So they went up and searched the land from the wilderness of Zin unto Rehob, as men come to Hamath. So basically, Moses sends the spies. They're going in. And they come back, and they told him and said, We came into the land whither thou sentest, and surely it floweth with milk and honey, and this is the fruit of it. Nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in the land, and the cities are walled and very great. And moreover, we saw the children of Anak there. And the Melchites dwell in the land of the south, and the Hittites and the Jezebites and the Amorites dwell in the mountains. And the Canaanites dwell by the sea and the coast of Jordan. And Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. Romans 4.21 said, and, be full, and being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. Let's pray real quick before I begin. Jesus, I pray, Lord, that you would move in this service tonight, God, that you would anoint my lips, Lord, that you would touch every person in this place, God, that you would move in your word. I bind every distraction. I bind everything that would come against your will. I praise you and I love you in the name of Jesus, God. We worship you for your power. In Jesus' name we pray. The promise of God to the Israelites was a land flowing with milk and honey. And I'm sure that to the Israelites, that was a promise of God. That was something great and mighty. That was their, their promise. To me, I don't really like milk, honey, it's okay. Um, but I was beginning to think about this, and I was like, milk and honey, I prefer Starbucks and chocolate, but that's okay. Whatever, whatever was the promise, I know that it was a blessing, and it was what they were given from God. Basically, God told Moses when they were getting close to the land to send spies into the land and to see if it were, if that was what it was. If that is this the land that God promised us? Is this what we wanted? So the spies come back and they say, "Yes, it's exactly it's everything that God promised. It's flowing with milk and honey. It's the time of the grapes are in season. It's what exactly to a T. It's everything that we could ever want." And then they're like, "But the problem is, well, you see, in the mountains we have this enemy, and on this side we have this, and on the south we have this, and on the north we have this, and it's surrounded by everything possible. So while it is what God promised, we can't actually have it because, well, that'd be too difficult. I know it's what God said, but it's not going to happen. Caleb stood up and he said, He stilled the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome. First, it says that he stilled the people, which makes me believe that all the other spies had kind of roused everyone up. Everyone's starting to get ticked. They're mad. They're frustrated. They're scared. And they're like, well, it's what we wanted, but we can't have it. So he stills them and he catches their attention. He says, no, let us go up at once. Let us go right now. We're not wasting any time. We are going now, and we are going to possess this land. I looked up possess, and it means to own, to hold, to enjoy, to take, acquire, or have power over. He said, we are going to take this. We are going to enjoy this blessing of God, for we are well able to overcome it. It doesn't just say, let's try and see if we can do it. You know, maybe if we have enough power, we'll try, we'll go, we'll fight, we'll do everything we can. And if we lose, then, well, we gave it our best. No, he says, we are well able to overcome 
His faith was great. He knew what God had promised. He would provide a way for it. Romans 4.21 said, And being fully, fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. It's one of my favorite scriptures. I have it on my mirror. I look at it every day because you know what? God has promised us that we can win our families. God has promised us that we can be a witness, a light at our schools. There is no doubt in my mind that everything that Satan throws at us, that God has promised us that we can overcome it, then yes, we can overcome it. I know for young people, because I'm still young, I'm not old yet, I know that our lives can get pretty rough. It's, it's not, if it's not this, it's another thing. The devil's always throwing tricks at us to discourage us, to make us go astray. He tells us that we're not good enough, we're too tall, we're too skinny, we're too fat, we're too short, we don't have this, we're not smart enough, we didn't graduate, we didn't do this, we can't do that, we're just no good. He says we've sinned too much already, he says there's no hope for us, he says that Every, he throws everything he can to distract us. He does everything. He puts a wall here. He puts a wall here. He puts a wall around us. He puts it on top of us. And it seems like there is ev- darkness everywhere all around us that we can just not get a breakthrough. Sometimes the devil, he's pretty smart. He gets real tricky and says, you've already gotten everything you can from God. You know what? You are in church. That's all you need to do. You're here on a Friday night at a youth service, and that's all that God expects from you. So don't ask anymore. That's all that you need. Be content with that. But God has promised us the Holy Ghost. He has promised us everlasting life. He has promised us hope, passion to live for him. He said, after that which the Holy Ghost comes upon you, ye shall receive power. It is not just something one day where you come to church on Sundays, Wednesdays, and maybe a youth service, but we are supposed to live for him every day. And like James said, we are supposed to show God's love to our schools, to our communities. There are people that are hurting. There are people that are crying out. We don't know what they go through. We don't know where they're at. They might be sitting in their room saying, God, if you send someone to me today, then I will live for you. And you know what? You might be that person that is supposed to go to him, but you're like, I am not talking to them. No way. I know um, probably a lot of you remember my friend Jake that I brought from school. I went on a Bible quizzing trip, and I saw this guy, and it looked just like him. And God said, you're going to bring him to church. And I was like, okay, he's on the wrestling team. He's a football player. I don't talk to him. I've never said a word to him. He's in my Spanish class, and that's all I know about him. Well, one day I'm in Spanish class. There were nine of us. I don't know how I got a set such a small class, but I'm sitting there and somehow it came up about God. And so I got out my Bible and I'm talking about the Holy Ghost. And I'm like, you know what? God will fill you. And my teacher was Catholic. And she said, I don't understand. I've never heard about this before. I don't understand how there's something else. And I said, it's in the Bible. It's in Acts. It's it's all through the New Testament. God gave us a comfort. When we were hurting, he said he would comfort us. When he left, when he ascended into heaven, he gave us this so that when we were scared, he would be here. When we were hurting, he would be here and guide us. And I remember Jake was sitting in the back of the room and he said, it's the most amazing experience you'll ever have. And I was like, yes. Do you, do you know what the Holy Ghost is? Like, he's like just saying this to like play around. I don't know what he's doing. He was like, yeah, yeah. I went to a church with our track coach who I didn't know was Pentecostal, but, and every single one of them had got the Holy Ghost. 
And who was I to deny when I was when I was at that Bible quiz meeting, I remember I saw that guy and God was like, you're going to bring him to church. And I was like, I don't even talk to him. Well, after that, Jake and I talked all through high, high school about all these wonderful things that God was doing in my life and how he, his family was just broken and incomplete. And God used me to touch his life. Even though he had already had the Holy Ghost, he came to church a few times. And we recently hung out um, over Christmas break, and he told me, he was like, I never understood how you were so faithful to God. He's like, I never understood that. I saw you before you even told us about you went to church and had the Holy Ghost. And he's like, I never knew how you did that. And now that I've had that experience, I know what God is like. And he doesn't go to a Pentecostal church right now, but he still, he told me, he was like, you'd be proud of me. I go to, I go to church. And I was like, you know what? That's really good because for someone to go to college, I will tell you, it is hard to get up on Sunday mornings and come to church. I know in high school it was hard. When my mom was waking me up, it was still hard to get up and come. And now it's even harder. But you know what? For someone to go to college and still be dedicated to God because they still have that drawing in them reminded me that if I wouldn't have said anything in that class, if I went, we wouldn't have had all those talks every day for the rest of the two years that I was in that school, would he still be going to church? Would he still have that desire to live for God? I would hope that if I was ever silent, God would send someone else in my place. If I ever decided that I couldn't do it, that God would do that. But who are we to decide who God moves, who God talks to someone If God moves on your heart to talk to someone, you better listen. You better listen to the God, the creator of the universe tells you that you need to do something. You better do it. He has power. And you have power because he is living inside of you. Just like Paul claimed in Romans, I am persuaded that what he had promised, he is able also to perform. If you don't have the Holy Ghost and you never experienced God then tonight is the night where you can come and meet him. You can come and let him fill you up from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. He is, the, he, like I said, he is the creator of the universe. He died on the cross for you. He took blood and stripes. He did everything for you so that you could live, so that you could make it to heaven, so that when James was talking about, we don't, we don't have to go to hell. We are given We're given another chance. This is our other chance. We weren't even supposed to be allowed to make it to heaven. But Jesus came and took flesh off of his body and did everything for us. And then he ascended into heaven and sent us and told us, you know what? I'm going away for a while. And I'm sure the disciples probably thought, oh, he's going to be gone for a couple weeks and then he's going to come back and get us. Little do they know, 2,000 years later, we're still here. Chugging on, trying to make it, trying to just see, God, are you coming today? We need to live every day like it is our last day. We don't know when he is coming, but he is coming back so soon. And like I have said over and over again, who are we to decide who we tell this gospel to, who we share this word to? I know that all of some of us are surrounded by enemies. It might seem like, you know what, we're from a broken family. I, my dad's not in church. I don't know how to do this. I can't do it on my own. You might say, well, you know what, my family, it, they just don't know who God is. I could never love God because they don't love God. You might be going through something at school where your teachers are just like, you know what, there's not even any hope for you. You might as well drop out. But let me tell you, God will guide your footsteps. He will be your shield and your provider. He is everything. 
everything to me. He is my strength when I am weary. He is my hope when I am scared. He is my love when I just feel so unloved. When I feel so broken and hurt, he is the one that calms my fears. When I have no other name to call on, when I just don't know what to pray, When everything seems to be falling apart, I know that I can call on his name and that in an instant he will be there. I'm reading this book and it said, when you, sometimes we feel like we just can't get into the presence of God. We pray and we pray and it's just, it won't be there. And this book said, when you feel the presence of God, you need to be thankful that you can feel the presence of God. When you come into a church and you feel everyone else is worshiping and maybe you didn't do everything right this week. So you're getting a little, it's a little hard start to get into it, but you still feel that presence. We need to thank God. I am so grateful for the opportunity, the privilege to come in here and to worship the King of Kings the Lord of Lords, my best friend. I am so thankful. This book also said that when you can't feel the presence of God, when you're at home and you're just like, God, I need something and I don't feel you, that you need to thank him for his promises. You need to find in your Bible, what has he promised you? When I thought, when I read this, I was like, um, a promise God has given me. Um, he's promised me the Holy Ghost and I can go to heaven. Um, he's promised me that he'll never flood the earth again. I was like, what are, what are other promises? Like, I don't know these. Like, and I was like, oh, he's promised to be my best friend. He's promised to be that still small voice when I don't know what to do. He's promised to be a name that I can call on above every other name. He is every single thing to me. The Bible says that God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and of a sound mind. So if the devil is threatening you, saying that you can't win your family, your school, your friends, I think it is high time that we make our way to an altar and cry out to God and say, you know what? You have promised me that I will be a witness, that I will be a light. He said that we are a light, a city on a hill that cannot be hidden. We are the salt of the earth. We are what this world needs, and we have everything that God has given us. God wouldn't have said it if he didn't mean it. He would not have wrote it down in his word. These are not just faulty things that he was like, well, I've got this many pages to fill up, so this is what I'm going to write. When I write a paper, sometimes that's what happens. I'm like, well, it's got to be five to six pages, so if I can just get it onto that sixth page, it'll be perfect. If I can just get one word onto it, I know that's what I... No, that's not what God did. Every single thing written in here is from God, divinely inspired, profitable for doctrine, for reproof, everything that we need. It is right here. No matter what your situation is, no matter what the enemy has surrounded you with, I want you to be like Caleb. I want you to stand up and say, I am able. We are well able. Not just, well, you might be able to do it. You are well able. God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can ask or think. We might think, well, Caleb might have thought, well, we might be, we can go in there. Let's just take it over. He had no clue all of the promises and all of the blessings that God was going to outpour. And through the line of Israel, the, through that line, Jesus came and was born among us so that he could die and be resurrected. I think that's all I have. If you guys would just stand, we're going to pray. And if you feel like your life is surrounded by things, you feel like you just can't win, you can't catch a break, everything just seems to be broken. Or maybe, you know what, everything doesn't seem to be broken. Maybe in your life, most things are good. Maybe most things are, yeah, it's okay, it's not a big deal. Maybe you should tell God, 
okay, Lord, what do you want me to do? My life is good. I have no complaints, but I am ready to do something to be a world changer. Those of you that were at Youth Congress probably remember Brother Francis preached, go beyond. Are you ready to really go beyond? I know that was several months ago, and I think of that, and I'm like, oh, there's so many things I wanted to already have done by now. But it's not too late. We can go beyond what the generation before us went. We can take that next step, enter that next field. We can do that. If there is someone that you know God wants you to win to him, I pray for that person tonight. If there's just something that God has been dealing with you, then pray about that. But if it feels like the enemy has just surrounded you and has come in and they seem to be all around you, then you tell your enemy, I am well able to overcome you. I have power through the name of Jesus Christ. I am well able. You might tell me that I'm not good enough. But I am well able.